All right, this is Steeler Country. I'm your host, Tony, alongside my two co-hosts, Mike and Joe. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I am hanging in there. Joe, how about you? Uh, I'm excited to get on with some more football. Yeah, football has started. We are back for the 2015 season. It is This is week. This is our week one podcast. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers played the New England Patriots to start the season on Thursday night. Uh, they lost that game 21-28. to A lot of expectations going in that the Steelers' defense was going to be terrible, that we were going to give up uh, a ton of points, uh, and that uh, this was going to be a one-sided football game. And coming out of it, you know, we, we lose by seven, had kind of an oh-by-the-way touchdown at the end. I've, I've tried to, to kind of gauge the Steeler fan reaction. I've got to tell you, there's, there is a wide, you know, there's always the normal, like, Tomlin should be fired, everyone should be fired after the Steelers lose any game, right? But it's been a wide range of, of opinions here, you know, down to, like, the defense is, is worse than we expected, the defense is better than we expected, the offense is worse than we expected, the offense is better than expected. Like, what's your takeaway uh, coming out of this, this loss to the Patriots? I don't read too much into it because I'm not surprised by the outcome. It's the Patriots, and thing, weird things happen all the time. Things never go our way when we play the Patriots. We had missed field goals. Brady throwing short passes and then being very successful moving down the field. Brady was 19 of 19 at one point in the game. Thank goodness he didn't break the record. We don't have to hear about that forever. And then Gronk just beating you all over the place. So that's not surprising. I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't want any coaches to get fired. I just want to go on to week two and and see what happens against uh, basically normal teams, Uh, not this Patriot team that just has our number. The one thing that I am surprised about, though, is that we didn't do a better job of um, trying to handle Gronk. I mean, it was just, it was, that part was just too easy, especially down the goal line. They spread out the Steelers with two tight ends a couple of times, or they, they, they split them out and, and it worked twice. And it's like, we didn't have an answer for that. I don't know if maybe they were out coached. That part does trouble me. And then as far as uh, one last thing here, as far as the defense being out of position a lot, Mm-hmm. That's something that um, that I, I think I heard Hermer Edwards or someone say that that's that's something that's coachable. So you know you you can't coach a guy to be better than he is as far as athletically, but you can you can coach them to be in the right spot at the right time. So hopefully that clears up by like week three or week four. If it continues after that, then we really have problems. Yeah, Joe. What about you? What's uh, what's your takeaway from Thursday's game? Oh, uh, just real high level. Um, the the outcome was what I expected. It was not as bad as I expected. Uh, the defense did not get ripped to shreds um, like uh, as badly as I expected them to uh, and didn't give up as many points as I thought they would. And the offense, um, the offense pretty much, uh, really, they, they, they played better than I thought they would given the, given the people that, are, that were not playing. Um, and my only criticism of the offense I think it's a serious one because now it's a it's a year to year it's a multi year problem and that is um some horrible horrible clock management and decision making in the red zone and and basically impotence inside the red zone um so that that bothered me um but otherwise you know the game was kind of a throwaway game for me uh I didn't really care much about it yeah i I think I think the three, it's, it's funny because the three of us, I think, are going to agree a lot on this. You know, going into the game, I mean, I, you know, I predicted on the podcast last week, I said 40 to 10, like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really, really bad. Um, you know, Brady was as good as I expected him to be, uh, you know, flawless, 
at parts of the game. Like you said, Mike, he went 19 for 19 um, through the, the, the second quarter, through the parts of, into the fourth quarter. Um, I, I, I was surprised defensively to see there were so many just complete defensive breakdowns. I thought that, I thought that Brady would be able to eat apart our zone, right? Zone defenses are what Tom Brady, you know, he eats them for breakfast, right? I mean, it is just, it's, it's easy for him to break down the zone. Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't expect to see so many just complete mishandling of plays and just a general, like, not knowing where to be on the field from our secondary. Um, and at the, on the same token, though, I was also very surprised to see a consistent, like a, a consistent pass rush at times, um, to see the front seven playing as well as they did. Uh, I think there's a lot of positives you can take from what was ultimately a really bad defensive performance. On the opposite side of the ball, um, holy cow, is D'Angelo Williams good? Uh, D'Angelo Williams is really, really good at football, and uh, he sliced open. New England really kept that offense going at times when you thought, uh, you know, here comes a, here comes an offensive struggle. Like they were able to move the ball consistently, and I think. What was what was key in this game was offensively we didn't we never really stopped moving the football we couldn't score when we get when we got down the field right and we'll talk about why and, and what happened there and, and you know kind of the, the breakdowns as drives moved but I think the reason it never got completely out of hand that the Steelers were able to make this a game was because offensively the ball just kept moving and we didn't give New England like it runs a three and out New England's a ball again not defense is tired and it's and they're moving down the field in three plays. Right, and it got to like twenty-eight to three and thirty-five to three. Like that didn't happen because offensively we were so good. Um, and then I think, I mean, Antonio Brown in a game where you know we expected there was going to be a second receiver that came up, and it was going to be Wheaton. And it was going to be okay. You know, we'll see Wheaton do well. Um, there really wasn't that guy, right? It was Heath Miller, and then Darius Hayward Bay had a couple catches, a couple big catches. But really, this was the Antonio Brown show in a game in which everyone knew every time Ben's dropped back, Antonio Brown is getting the first look. And, my God, he had an unreal game. Uh, made some of the best catches he's ever made in his career. Got wide open on a couple of them. And caught a couple in, in traffic. I mean, he was, he was unreal. Uh, but I guess let's start, with, let's start with the defensive struggles, right? Let's, let's go back and let's talk about what happened defensively. We knew Tom Brady was going to come into this game. We knew Tom Brady was going to come in on a mission. Um, in the secondary, though, it, it seemed like there were so many times in this game where it was just just mishandled from a from a general knowing where you're supposed to be on the field. Mike, you, you said it first. This seems to be coachable, right? This seems to be something that as the defense gets, we were just unlucky to play Tom Brady in this game. If this is week eight or nine, do you think we're still having those kind of complete mishandling of play calls and not knowing where to be on the field and leaving guys wide open? I hope not. And I don't think so because I do believe in the coaches and I think they're going to be able to uh, just learn that it's a, it's a fairly a new defense, at least a little different from last year. Plus there's some new players and, and guys that are young and playing in their second and third year. So I think that, I think that'll come. And it was tough. Just like you said, it's tough coming out in week one. I mean, this is really week one is going to be, there's a Saturday night, right? So we haven't seen the first games of all the, the rest of the teams. It's going to be like preseason games for everyone. I mean, yep. not really preseason, but I mean, it's their first time really out on the field playing, um, a lot of plays and into the third and fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, for the Steelers' defense, they had to come out against the Patriots. So hopefully next week against the Niners, it'll look a little better, and then week three even better than that. One thing that I that I thought was kind of interesting, and you could tell me, but I saw Bud Dupree out there a few times, which I was surprised to even see him on the field. 
and he actually, you know, I think he made a couple plays. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting to see him out there. Well, I don't think they credit him with a sack on that first, the first drive because Brady actually got past the line of scrimmage. But he got real pressure on Brady, forced Brady outside the pot, like forced Brady to move. And you know, when Brady's moving, Brady's not completing passes. Um, and that's how we got the stop on the first drive. Yeah, Joe, what do you what do you think about the uh, the the struggles of the defense in Week One? Is this something we can? Is this something we can? You know, I want to say we can build on this, but like it, you know, it seems to be a, a problem that is ultimately fixable. Well, that assumes that the the talent is also there. So you're saying, okay. My guy was out of position, uh, and all I have to do is move him in position, and he can make the play. Well, I don't know. I'm not convinced of that. Um, so, but, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical of, you know, you can just coach your way out of this. I think, there's, I think there's some talent problems in the secondary specifically and maybe even at linebacker. Um, so, yeah, but uh, the linebackers, though, I'm picking on linebackers. The linebackers, I thought, played Okay, pass rush rye, pass rush wise. Boy, I gotta watch my tongue twisters. <laughs> uh, and the and the the front, you know, three or four or whatever we're running now. Uh, they uh, uh, they played they played well. I thought they played well, um, and I was kind of impressed that that they were able to they were able to you know make Brady hurry up. I mean, he's he he, he doesn't really mind hurrying up. It doesn't affect him all that much. Uh, but if you have coverage, if you have guys, maybe if you just have guys in position, then he gets pissed off. He's frustrated. Nobody's open. There's nowhere from the go with the ball, and he's got no time. Uh, but you know, we didn't have that luxury. So uh, I'm hopeful. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm hopeful going forward. I don't think it'll be uh, horrible next week against San Francisco. Uh, I expect team to win. I expect the defense to, you know, not look not look like they did, um, and and I expect the offense to to play as well as they did um, and put up more points than they did next week. But, um, you know, for now, the defense, I'm with I, you. jury's out for me. I, I'm, I'm not, I really don't have a whole lot. No, you know, I, I'm, hard, I, Joe, I, I, know. I agree with you. I agree with your, your basic statement there, which is like, okay, if you, you can coach them into position, right. But you have, but you can't coach the athleticism. You can't coach the, the, the ball awareness, Right, you you can't coach, and the uh, the other thing, you know, defensively, there was some there was some really poor tackling, really really poor tackling. I believe Steeler Depot did a did a, a play count of how many missed tackles that there were, and I believe they said there were fourteen missed tackles this game, um, which it, in an offense like New England's where everything is run after the catch, that will kill you. If you can't make the tackle at the point of attack, the the Patriots will eat you up, and they really did in this game, um, and I believe. If I remember correctly, the stats showed that nine out of the fourteen missed tackles were by players in the secondary, um, and that you know that is really concerning, right? We have to look. We're going to play this cover two defensive zone. We're going to keep everything in front of you. That's fine. But if you're going to if you're going to let them catch the ball in front of you, and then you're going to immediately miss that tackle, which we did a lot in this game, and we you know they made us miss a lot. And I'm looking at Antoine Blake as being you know the top of that list, but. Um, Mike Mitchell's on that list. Will Allen's on that list. Cortez Allen. Um, you know, these are guys who we need to step up. And I think the real problem for the secondary, like you said, Joe, is that, um, you know, at linebacker, I can say, okay, well, look, we didn't have, a, you know, we didn't get Tom Brady for six sacks, right? We got some decent pressure on him. But, like, seeing guys like Bud Dupree play well at times, seeing guys like Jarvis Jones play well at times, seeing Ryan Shazier be all over the field, like, I, you know, we can, 
build on that. I don't know what I'm building on with Antoine Blake, and I don't know what I'm building on with even Cortez Allen because, again, here's a guy who has just gone away, and we're, the light bulb hasn't switched back on again. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of my problem defensively. I agree with what you're saying there. I think that the the missed tackles are, they are, they're deadly. I mean, there was a couple that were like right before the first down sticks and then you let them get the first down where it could have been third and two. Uh, You know, those are big game changers. And Joe's right in that, yeah, you can get these guys in position, but can they play? Uh, The only thing that, that we can hope is that once they are in position and then you start gelling as a defensive unit, uh, things become easier, and you don't have to be that great to to still make the defense successful. But the, you're right; they're going to have to step up. And and you know, the more I think about it, I mean, we're probably really missing our second round draft pick. I mean, he was supposed to come in and and be uh, contributing. Yeah, I, I think and that's a, a defensive back, right? Yeah, Sanquez Golson out of out of Ole Miss. Um, he was uh, he was supposed to be our you know one of our playmakers this year on defense, or at least you know in the rotation. Um, another guy we didn't see at all was the guy from Philly that we traded for, Brandon Boykin, um, who was a real contributor on that defense and did not play a single snap on Thursday night. Coach's decision, not injured. Um, interesting to, to 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 see why. I mean, I think a lot of it had probably had to do with the fact that he just got traded for a month ago, and so playbook might have been an issue, and knowing where to be on the field might have been an issue. Although you know, at times it doesn't seem like he could have done a lot worse than we did. Um, but yeah, secondary for me, the only thing, I guess the only thing I could take solace in is like, it's week one. The defense clearly doesn't know itself yet. doesn't know what it is yet. Um, if this were, you know, if this were Colin Kaepernick who were playing this week, right? Is Colin Kaepernick going to eat up this defense? You know, I don't know, especially considering like, if you look at the, if you look at Jarvis Jones and Ryan Shazier and, and, and that crew, Bud Dupree, I thought they got some significant pressure on Brady at times. Um, and you have to wonder if it's another quarterback, I don't think other quarterbacks are going through their reads as quickly as Tom Brady, right? If we can start to get some pressure, you can start to alleviate that way some of the problems. And I thought, just from a, you know, just from a standout perspective on defense, right? I thought Ryan Shazier was all over the field. I think Ryan Shazier is, is what we thought he could be in last preseason, starting to show that in the regular season now. I thought if we're going to look at defensive players who we can say, okay, this is some, this is someone who I can really see being a great defensive player down down the road. Now we have we have Cam Hayward, who we know is great, okay? Uh, and now all of a sudden you can start to say, well, Ryan Chazier could be on that list too. And then if, if Jarvis Jones, who had a, re- a couple really good plays in this game, starts to play as, better as well, you know, those are three defensive players you can, you can build around that. If you, can, if you can stop the run and you can rush the passer, I don't care what your secondary is like because if people can't get the ball out of their hands, fine. It's the traditional Steeler model <clears throat> for defense. Hey, I heard someone call in on a radio show uh, the other day and asked why Ryan Shazier didn't cover Gronk. I mean, when I think about it, he's too small. You know, he well, he's too small. I mean, he's he's bigger than the safeties. He, well, that, yeah. we're, that we have covering him, right? And he's he may not be as fast as them, but he might be fast enough. And maybe not even one on one. Let him have the underneath and, and a safety over the top. I mean, you you really need to cover Gronk with at least two guys. If you do anything less than that, then you're just asking for it. Yeah, they seem to want to. To cover Gronk with a safety, that seemed like the the, uh, the and way two that, safeties sometimes, yeah. like the second touchdown that he had over the top. I think Mitchell and uh, Mitchell, Will Allen yeah. were there. Yeah, and I don't really get that because I thought the whole idea behind drafting all these speed linebackers instead of size linebackers and you know power linebackers, so that you could you could take on these tight ends and halfbacks coming out of the 
out of the backfield, and you could cover him with a linebacker, and you could and you could have a superior athlete do it. A guy that's quick enough and agile enough, uh, and and uh, uh, and big enough to you know to 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 cover these guys. And it didn't seem like you know they even they even tried that. So I don't get what I don't understand the strategy of the defense right now. I, I, I don't. Uh, hopefully they're going to impress me, and it'll you know. I was complaining about this with the offense when when uh, Haley first came, and you know he he's kind of proved his point. So okay, yeah. uh, you know I'm going to keep watching, but right now I don't I don't get it. Well, I think I think this just goes to some of the poor. I think that where the secondary is right now is is really a testament to some of the poor decision making that the the management has made in in assembling this roster. Right? I mean, you know, if Mike Mitchell were better, right, this wouldn't be such a this wouldn't be such an issue, right? If if Mike Mitchell were Ryan Clark, we wouldn't be bitching so much about Ryan Clark covering Gronk, right? If Shamarco Thomas were were a starter capable safety, we wouldn't bitch as much about Shamarco Thomas doing this, right? But the problem is, we've seen this is, you know, this is game 17 of Mike Mitchell now. And I don't want to say that, you know, his two groin problem from last year is complete BS. But, you know, on two healthy groins, he couldn't cover anybody out there. And he whiffed on a tackle that is one of the most embarrassing tackle uh, tackles I've ever seen in my life when Gronk just barely changed direction and Mike Mitchell was, you know, just tackling wind. Uh, was that in the open field? That was the open field one, the one where Gronk was just – it was – at that point it was – the score was uh, – we had made it 21 to 14. We kicked the field goal, so it was, it was it was the crap where we couldn't get the touchdown there in the goal line. Uh, Brady comes out, first play, boom, Gronk, and he's gone for 60 or whatever well, first, it was. First, he's wide open. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. no one's like within 10 yards of him. Right. Which How just, does that happen? It's it's just, right. you know, it would be one thing if that were like you know some third string wide receiver on New England that we forgot to cover, but yeah. like you know who's got on every play coming out of you would think that the defense would go okay on this play first order of business who's got Gronk. Who has Gronk? Well, isn't that how you draw? I mean, if you're defense, defense is a very negative business, right? So, like, you know, if you're if you're strategizing against another team, just in general, okay, forget about what your team is good at and all that, but, but what the offense likes to do, right? right? What is their favorite toy to play with? Isn't that the first thing you take away? You say, you know what? I don't care how you're going you're gonna to beat us, but you don't get to do this thing that you like to do most of all. You can't do that. And if you try to do it, it's going to cost you. I, I don't get that. Well, how the hell does Gronk, of all the players on the field, how is he, you know, where, where he's in a, in a frame without a black jersey anywhere near him? I don't get that. I, just, I, don't, I tell you, I don't understand what the, what the goal of this defense is. I can't figure it out. Yeah, 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 they had to just screw that up. Screw I mean, that was that play, and then the what was the first touchdown? The was first like touchdown that, right? was like that. Yeah, no one covered him. And and then uh, and I think I thought it was funny when you said that um, it was Mike Mitchell who went by because I saw them when he made the cut. Someone flew by. I couldn't tell who it was. Yeah, those, and I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the replays enough. So yeah, that was Mike Mitchell. Nothing. He tackled air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I it was uh, embarrassing at times. You know, and it was. But, and but with all that, uh, real quick, with all that, I mean, in the fourth quarter, it was a game. We had yes. a chance to, to make it a game and come back. That's the craziest part of this game. It's like we could, we could, there's a version of this podcast where we just are on here bitching about how close the game was and how if one or two things go the other way, we, I mean, this is a, an extremely close one possession, like we have the ball at the end, we might win kind of football game, which to me is mind boggling because of how bad defensively that we played. 
Um, but at times, you know, the thing I keep coming back to on this defense, the thing that shocked me coming out of the game, the thing I couldn't stop thinking about, is the Steelers made it 21-11, to and then the defense immediately gets a three and out. That's unlike this defense at all. I mean, go back and watch last year's game tape, right? When you needed a stop from the defense, you couldn't get it, right? You never got it, and especially against a Tom Brady. But this defense, for some reason, whatever happened on that possession, and, I, and, it, was, and it was, you know, and we can, we're going to go over that play-by-play, play, that possession, but, like, they got the stop. They got, they got the stop. Uh, that was a big-time moment in a big-time game, and this defense, which was just getting, you know, hot knife through butter the entire game, all of a sudden makes a stop. You know, I well, wasn't that the that wasn't that the possession after the Steelers? I remember texting you guys saying, you know, maybe we'll get a defensive score here because Brady had been on the bench for a long time. Was that the one? Was that the time when he came in and, and made the stop? Uh, I don't remember. I think just... it. I think it was. I think. I think the Steelers went on a pretty like a twelve or thirteen play drive, and they had the ball for in you know I don't know about clock time, game time, but in real lifetime. It was a lot of minutes. It was a thirty. Oh, Joe, minutes. no, I know you're talking about the next possession the Steelers have. The, the, the Steelers had a thirteen play drive where they went. They took up seven and a half minutes of game time and a long time in real time. Um, but they only got a field goal on that drive, and the Patriots came out next drive and put the game away. Yeah, they went like that. Was the Gronk drive? Was, wasn't like two plays? The Gronk. We go. We oh, go is that the one where he uh, he got hit, fumbled? Yeah, and hit and fumbled. Else. Right, which is the next thing I want to yeah. say about this defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was just ironic, though. We go 13 plays, seven minutes, and get three points. They go two plays, and they're at the one-yard line. Right. And the, but the Sick. thing about this defense, again, again, look, they made some bad plays on that, right? The whole drive was crap. But it's 21-14. to 14. It is a one-score game now, right? The offense has made it a one-score game. Defense, we need another stop from you. Okay, they give up the long one to Gronk, and now we're like, oh, great. Well, cool. We're at the 15 now. Fantastic. And then Gronk gets another catch over the middle. Or no, Deion Lewis got a catch over the middle where we, made, we missed a tackle. I think it was Timmons that missed that tackle. Timmons had a really poor game, by the way. We need to talk about him. Um, he only had three tackles. He had, he That's very had a rough showing. Um, he fumbles. Deion Lewis fumbles. And this defense causes what could be a turnover here. Which in, Big you know, turnover. If, 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 we, if Will Allen jumps on that football, any Steeler jumps on that football, and we get the ball at the 20, we get the ball, you know, and now this defense has gone three and out on one. Well, it's not. I just looked at the the drive chart. It's actually a four and out because they got a first down on on their first play. Um, then they went three and out, uh, and then they get a turnover on the next drive. And now all of a sudden, it's it, we have the ball with with just needing a touchdown to tie. That's an you know those two are two pretty good defensive stops. Um, it just got you know we just got we got patriated on that one where he fumbled and of course Gronk's right there to to pick it up. Uh, yeah, that was the sick thing. The ball pops up in the air, right? right. And you're, th- you're, j- you're so excited. I mean, you know, stopping, stopping time, you're so excited seeing the ball in the air. But what do you see? Will Allen's back is to the ball. <laughs> yes. It's like, no, this can't be happening. Right. If the ball you takes, just knew it wasn't going to go away. any other trajectory and it's in front of Will Allen at all, and he can see it, because it's right yeah. underneath him. That's the thing. That's the sick part. Is it, Typic- is, yeah. it is underneath. So really, we got... We got flaccoed on that play. Yeah, typically a defender catches that ball on the bounce, and then they're off and running for 20 yards. Right, right. In this case, we got our backs to it. It's just fluke. And, right. and, and of all guys, Gronk lands on it. Unbelievable. And that's, but, that, but that's the thing about this game, right? Is it's, it's really, if you, there's points in this game where I, you know, I, when I'm rewatching, I'm going like, we, this was really close. This was like, 
this was a game of inches type of game, even though the score ended up not being so close. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this game ended 28-14. to We lost by two touchdowns. The one at the end kind of is, oh, by the way. Um, but, you know, you go back to the first half, right? First drive of the game, we're, we are just driving down. I mean, it is, you know, they can't stop us at all. D'Angelo Williams is just going right through them. We have the, the trick play that didn't work out where uh, we take, like, a long uh, sack there, basically, with Brown. Then we get called for holding. Now it's, like, second and 26. We end up just trying to get field position back to kick a field goal. Okay, you know, that also, okay, so that's part of my thing with the offense is, you know, I know if the trick play works, you know, it's great. Yeah, you're and everybody thinks it's fun. But, but did we, we didn't need it. It was early in the game, and, and we were thrashing their defense. So I don't understand why we needed that play. And then, of course, it didn't fool anybody. I think it's just it, getting a little too cocky. It just stopped all the momentum. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a drive killer, as it turned out. Because the, 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 the Steelers, up to that point, Everything they were doing they had the Midas touch. Everything was working, and then they tried the the, the dopey the dopey trick play, and uh, they they lose yards on it. The drive stalls out. It's over. Now I heard on the trick play. Uh, I don't yeah, know if it's Ben or somebody. Yeah, no, yeah, here's the conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yeah, all you know, of a sudden, it up. all of a sudden, they only rush three, and everybody. The first time the whole drive, they'd only rush three. Ah, and and Mike Tomlin was talking about his headset only getting New England stuff for the whole first half, and that's because they were tapped in. Oh, so the Patriots, so I was wrong when I said early season Patriots don't have it going. They heard me. They said, screw you, Joe. We're going to have it going when your Steelers come to town week one. We're pissed. We're ready to go. The judge just got just let us off scot-free. So now there's no stopping us. Yeah, so I, I, Ben did an interview after the game where he said, oh, I talked to Haley about that play because it, it did seem weird to me too. And I, he said, you know, it was only, he couldn't believe that they only rushed three. He's like, I have no idea why they rushed three. You know, I think, it was, I think that was the case of Haley trying to, to, to beat their pressure. You know, like, hey, you want to keep blitzing every single play? Yeah, we got it. We got you. Yeah. Um, no, and then, then no, that no, play, to, of course, they rush three. And, and no, I'll say this, blows up. To, to their credit, though, I mean, if you're not tapped in, I mean, if you're just watching the sidelines, you might be suspicious of something funny coming up based on how they called the play. <clears throat> you know? I don't know. And yeah, so no, you're I, just look, like, hey. I'm not hey, saying that they know. cheated on Look, I'm not, I am not saying that the Patriots cheated on that play. Uh, look, they, they had a really good call for us. I'm saying they, they did, but I'm well, also I, saying I, I, they, they did, and they just noticed something on the sideline. Yeah. It's another asterisk moment for the <laughs> yeah. asterisk dynasty i don't That's know right. i don't think it's an asterisk i don't think it's joe an asterisk. puts asterisks next to the next to their super bowls next to their dynasty but in this case we're just going to put an asterisk next to that play yeah, that's a weird play that's a weird right. one that's what Shut i'm saying could have cheated that's a could have cheated another play. asterisk yeah. <laughs> in their in their ask their history of asterisks but then asterisk. that, that that possession was made worse by the fact that josh Scobie, the new the, the third string i mean i call him our third string kicker it's kind of mean because he's actually a decent kicker in the nfl he, he uh, yeah, uh, maybe on every other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He decides that this one he's just gonna whiff, and this one wasn't even close. Dude, this is one where as soon as he came off his foot, it just went Joo, gone. See ya. Not not even close. You know, I always thought you know Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, their attitude toward kickers was a little uncalled for. You know, uh, screw you, just kick, and if you can't kick, get the hell out of here. But I, I'm kind of like you know, screw you, kick. If you can't kick, get out of here. <laughs> it's like what the hell, man. You know, come in and make a field goal. If you can't do that, what are you doing here? That was uh, very, very bad because it changed, you know, the momentum. We had we start, okay, so we're, we're thinking to start this game. They defer and they say, no, we're going to give the Steelers offense the ball first. 
instead of them just getting the ball first, coming down, scoring seven nothing, which they probably would have done, they decide, no, actually, we're going to give the Steelers the ball first, so we go down and look like we're going to score. Don't score any points. Give the momentum back to New England. But we actually got to stop on that next drive, which to me was the, the most shocking thing in the one of the most shocking things in the game is getting that first stop. They went six plays, twenty three yards, punt on that first drive. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, I, you know. Then we punt on the next drive, and they get the touchdown. Now we drive again this time. Drive, 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 drive. Um, you know, we had a, a try to back shoulder to Antonio Brown. Ben missed him, um, and we have to kick another field goal. This one, how long was the second field goal? I see. I, I feel like it was shorter. Forty six. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no, it was it was a little longer. First one was what forty four. Yeah, basically the same field goal. He misses again. Now you're like, okay, what the hell? If he, if he makes both, by the way, at that point it's seven to six. It is a. It is. Wait now. So that second field goal attempt, though, um, any of us who who were lucky enough to watch the game, I'm going to plug Directv here. Uh, we, we didn't see that, did we? Second miss. No, that was the period of the game, like in the early end of this first quarter. Oh, that's right. Most yeah. of the second quarter. Yeah, it was about a we thirty have, minute, yeah. thirty minute stretch. We where missed the game because of just, Directv. They were just black, and then and then Directv <laughs> put up a message and said, "Hey, hey, hey." Yeah, we know we're screwing you out of the game. I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. I'm, this is not a direct quote. Uh, <laughs> we know we're screwing you over and we're not showing you this game and every other channel on our, on our sorry-ass service is working perfectly. <laughs> uh, and most of you who are watching this game are also uh, NFL ticket subscribers and you pay our exorbitant freaking price for that ticket every year. And, um, and yeah, and we're not showing you the game, but – and this part I'm not paraphrasing. This is a direct quote verbatim. Don't call us, it said. Don't call us. Yeah, I, I hope I hope their phones never work again. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. So never work. Uh, that only uh, that only affected the state of Florida. I don't know if you guys saw that after the fact. Is that right? It was yeah. all the local channels, yes. basically. Yes. Yeah. This is this is the thing that pisses me off about it is that the whole local channel thing that you have to watch it on your local channel that you can't watch the national feed. And even especially for the uh, NFL ticket, because yeah. that gets hairy anyway. And then when you have your mobile device, you can watch all the games, but not the not the local games on your mobile device. Right. It's just weird. It's- so anyway, when they have that technical problem like that, and they know they're not giving the game to everybody in the state, why isn't there? Why don't they have the right to just just put it on the national feed until you get the problem fixed? So silly. It's so silly. You, you would know? think that you would think it's that, like, but no. Really pissed me off. Yeah. So yeah. So the state of Florida did not see. Uh, the majority of the well, the end of the first, the end of the first quarter, half of the second quarter, right? It came in like halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, it was most of the most of the first half. Yeah, we didn't yeah, it's, see. most of the second quarter was gone. I can't maybe four minutes left. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, the Steelers. So speaking of four minutes left, Steelers get the ball. They're down fourteen to three. There's a there's about four minutes left to go in the first half, um, and they go on another long drive, eleven plays, fifty seven yards. This drive was the one that. I mean, every every offensive drive in the first half hurt because they all ended in field in a few, attempted field goals. Um, but this is the one where we had it in the back of the end zone. Darius Hayward Bay, who saved a drive saved a drive at one point when uh, you know he caught the caught a long pass that kept the drive alive. Um, he had I don't remember the long pass. Yeah, go ahead with this though. Yeah, he had his uh, he caught like a fifty five yarder, forty three yarder on the drive before. With this, the second missed field goal. Oh, it was in the second quarter. Yeah, second quarter. So I didn't the see The one it. you missed, yeah. Harry Hayward Bay had a long pass. Um, uh, this one, Harry Hayward Bay, you know, Ben does his thing, making people miss, um, has a lot of time to throw, and 
hits Hayward Bay in the back of the end zone for what looks like, boom, boom, game back on, going in a half, 14-10. Not bad, except, oh, right foot's out of bounds. Not even his foot. Oh, toe's out of bounds. Yeah, he went down to his knees to make the catch. Yeah. And I guess he lost track of the sideline or that how didn't realize how close he was because all he had to do was tuck that right leg under, which he easily could have done. He could have just could have gone down differently. Yeah. Um to his to his knees. And and um uh, and he and he didn't and his and it was like his you know, his his right big toe was out of bounds. It was clearly out of bounds, no arguing it. Oh. He was out of bounds. And it was just shocking because that, you almost never see that, and he was. It wasn't like anybody was pushing him or racing him for the ball. He was on the ground. Yeah, I mean that, that was unlucky. I mean, I do feel bad for him in that instant, but it, you just got to come through in that. That was a, that was huge. Because yeah. uh, did we get a field goal after that? Yeah, we got the field goal. We did get the field goal, so it made it fourteen six. But that was that was still a big no, play. Fourteen three. You know, oh, that made it fourteen three. Yeah. So it was fourteen nothing at the time. Okay. And, and I want to compliment uh, uh, Tomlin and Haley for again. Being the conservationists that they are with the with the timeouts, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they brought they one back with us. You know. Hey, you can, you get one. You, that one transfers to the second half if you don't use it in the first half. Do you think they cash those in for like <laughs> bonus checks at the end of the day? Maybe they I get like a five hundred dollars. Really, uh, probably the NFL should find them because <laughs> they probably can't them? run as many commercials because they always go to commercial yeah. when you call a timeout, right? That's right. <laughs> so if you're like, hey, Steelers, you didn't call your timeouts, fine. Well, I was pretty down on Hayward Bay after the game because of that play. And then uh, the interception, I feel that Hayward Bay didn't fight for it at all. Oh, yeah. And then um, and then there was another play. Maybe it was something where he kind of just it didn't – I can't remember if it was that he didn't take a hit and he just kind of dove down and no, that was, that was missed Brown. a first down. That was Brown and Alligator armed it. No, no, no. I mean, this is after – I'm thinking of one play where he caught the ball. Oh, oh, and oh. instead of running through a guy, kind of, which a lot of receivers do. Yeah, I can't remember if that was him though, so I'm, I'll take that one back. But anyway, I didn't see his long catch, so he ended up lucky for him. Decent stabby, four catches, fifty-eight yards. A lot of it came on that long forty-three yarder. But I'll tell you what, on on the you know watching this game again, he really stood out as being our second best. Well, I mean Heath obviously was our second best receiver, like catching the ball. Well, but Hayward Bay, I, I mean, thought, was a, our easily our second best wide receiver. But Wheaton caught a nice long pass, but I don't, I don't think he had a lot of opportunities or he wasn't getting open. He also had the one down the sideline that he probably should have caught, the one where he dove for it and it fell out when it hit, oh, yeah. the, the, hit. We hit the ground. Those oh, are tough ones. That was tough. But otherwise, I mean, the problem was, and I said this in the open, right, every time Ben went back to pass, it was, you know, we're back to cool in the gang here, right? It was Antonio Brown first and always pretty much. And then if not Antonio... Okay, then we're starting to look the, the rest of it. And, yes, that speaks to the quality of Antonio, and he had an unbelievable game. Uh, he does look to Heath sooner, I think, now. I think that's a maybe a Haleyism. Yeah. And it, I mean, Heath he almost – I mean, you go, we go, you could go a whole week or two without even seeing Heath. Yeah. And uh, he, first, he looks for Heath early, I think, now. I think it's okay to look for Antonio and Antonio and keep looking for Antonio. But the thing that Ben started doing, just like Joe said, he looks for Heath every now and then. But at the end of last season or even mid-season, he was going to Le'Veon Bell a lot, right? So that was missing, obviously. Even though D'Angelo had a nice running game and and played well, but missing Le'Veon in the past. We missed Bell and Bryant so much in this game. You know, look, the the thing about this offense is that when it is clicking, when we have have our full complement of receivers and running backs— it's a pick-your-poison type of thing, right? Hey, defense, who are you going to cover? Because 
The one you don't, I'm going to him, and he's gonna and he's great. He's gonna make yards. And the problem is without Bell, without Bryant, a you don't have your big target in the red zone, which destroyed us in this game. And it basically was if you can't run into the line of scrimmage, we didn't have a big back, right? A we didn't have a big back who could just bowl over the line, and we didn't have a big wide receiver who we could just throw it up to at the goal line. And, and so you know it left us with options on the goal line, which are let's bring Will Johnson our fullback in and see if we could just throw. Hey, him I like line that scrimmage. part. That, that was great. I was so happy yeah, but, to see that. So you were happy with that because, I mean, we got to the goal line, I think, twice and didn't get in or had to sell field goals. I can't remember if we if it was both times, but bringing in Knicks as the fullback and then putting Will Johnson as the back, I heard a caller call in and complain that, um, uh, what's his name, D'Angelo was running so well. Why don't you just leave him in? Let him see, get one he, yard. He got one. He got one. Uh, I don't know if you remember his one goal line touch. He got one goal line. He did get a goal line touch. He got about two yards on the play. And then it looked like the Patriot defense was going to like WWE style power bomb him as he was getting tackled. He's so the problem is he's so small. He was running well. I agree. Now so maybe they were worried about him getting hurt at the goal I think, line. I, I think you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to get him killed right there. I mean, he's not. He's not going to bowl over the line, right? You need to, for him to find space. Um, so they put in Will Allen to just kind of run into the line of scrimmage and see if you can push it forward. Which he did. You know, to his credit, he scored a touchdown. Two, I mean, two as Will much Johnson's, as people love the speed and the throwing the ball around, and you know, it's practically a basketball game now. Uh, when you get to the goal line, it's old-fashioned football. It's big guy against big guy. It's muscle against muscle, and you got to move the other guy out of your way if you're on the one-yard line. You can't stretch out a defense. You can't send guys flying down the field and create space. You got to move people out of your way. And I liked seeing that. I that was one of the, one of the one of the few parts of the game I truly enjoyed was watching Will Johnson score his touchdown. That really it was your did, father's Steeler. That football. made me happy. Well, I think I think that you want the best of both worlds there on the goal line. To me, is like you know Bell Bell in the, on the goal line is not a bad back because because he has power, but he also you know and look I'm not hating Big on Will Johnson nice. in this game. Will Johnson didn't have a bad game, right? I mean, he's a fullback. He's not a running back. He kind of lost his feet on a couple of those plays where he's just he's just trying to bowl over people, which is you know I mean it's not bad, but if you had Bell in there, he has the power and the vision to see the hole and then hit it. Um, we missed him. We missed him there. We missed Bryant too on the goal line. That the second drive, the one the one that killed us is it's twenty one to eleven. We have the ball. We're driving. We get down to the one on the pass interference, and we can't score. Can't score on the one. First we did the play yeah. action, which I didn't hit. Yeah. I love the play action. I want to say something about this because it's at the one yard line and I actually called for it and it should have been perfect. Guys should, guys should be wide open yeah. on first down at the goal line. They usually are. Maybe it's because I'm always watching the Steelers defense at the goal line. And they're the guys leaving them wide open, but it should have been wide open. So now that the more I think about this and, and per our previous conversation, I might have to put, I might have to put an asterisk next to that play also. <laughs> That nobody was wide open at the goal well, line. The space was first and goal so, one on play action. If you rewatch the tape, it's clear that that play was meant for. Well, first of all, let's talk about Ben's play action because this was like play action of the decade here, where he does the cool like little. Oh, I put the ball behind my behind me. You it was Boomer Esiason style. Yeah, you don't see nothing. Uh, it was great. I mean, it was a great play action. Um, but yeah, and Heath Miller should have been wide open in the back of the end zone, and he wasn't. Spath was though. So Spath does a little block, block, and then I'm, ooh, I trickle out here into the flat, and, you know, and he's wide open. But Ben, the read is clearly Miller only uh, and, or throw it out of the back of the end zone. So he, sees, he doesn't see Miller open. The rush is coming. He just flicks it out the back of the end zone. Doesn't even it was good that he threw it out. It was good he threw it out of the end zone, not take a sack. Yeah. 
or do anything stupid. But the, yeah, so what happened on second and third down? Why didn't we get in? Second down, Will Johnson runs in, just does the bull rush. I mean, he bull rushes. This is actually a really fun play for, for you, Joe, is because he runs oh, he like he runs into an offensive lineman or defense offensive lineman and defensive lineman. Like the DeCastro's blocking, right? And Will Allen just bull rushes both of them. But he kind of gets caught in the pocket of them and just kind of falls down, but falls down at the like at the one inch line. So like you know, the thing about play at, or, uh, pass interference, they don't put the ball at the one inch line, right? They put it at the one. And, you know, the one is not like just reach the ball and you're going to, you know, like the guy did on the Patriots and it's good, right? You got to actually go a yard. So he goes like three quarters of a yard, boom, now it's third and goal. Now we have the other instance of like Patriots cheated where, you know, they did the simulating the snap thing or they moved or whatever and we got called for a false start. Ben Whatever said you're not, you're not allowed to shift. And, you know, defenses shift, like they'll be yeah. set, yeah. and then they'll all shift to the left by a half a yard or, sure. or sure. to the right a yard. He said that it's, it's either a rule or an unwritten rule right. that you're not allowed to shift during the cadence. Right, which is, it is an unwritten rule. So the rule actually is like this weird gray area thing where it's like when the play is being uh, uh, set, then the defensive linemen have to set or whatever. But it's up to the... To the uh, the referee's discretion on that. Oh, so after the set, like after the offense is set, basically, right? Basically. Where you can't have two guys I mean, moving at the same time and all that. I'll try to find the rule that. and read it. But, but maybe the rule is that um, you can't shift together as defense. Like one guy can move on his own, but you can't like four guys shift at the same time. Maybe that's something yeah, like that. That would make rule. sense. I mean, I'll find the rule. It, it, reading the rule itself, it doesn't seem like the Patriots did anything that was – uh, against the rules, but I'm going to put another asterisk next to that okay, one. Okay, we're going to put. You know what? We're going okay, to. So you know, I think when you have this many asterisks on the many many plays, <laughs> yeah. you just go ahead and asterisk the whole game. Whole game. <laughs> okay, and then well, we haven't so even this, talked about the. This the, is like the, the cumulative thing. property of asterisks, right? <laughs> because then, if you have enough games, okay, then you have to put an asterisk by the season. You have enough seasons where you do that, then you just uh, then you just go ahead and put an asterisk next to the team. Okay, yeah, you already got it there, though. So you're well, go over this. Yeah, because we reached that point many years, years ago. ago. Years ago. Yeah. So that was third, third down. It was a false start. And then we had like third, third and goal five, from right? the sixth. No, then, this is, right? this is, yeah, third, yeah, third and – they could basically was third and five because we had the one-inch line and then they backed up to like the five-and-an-inch line. Um, this is the okay. play call that every Steeler fan is second-guessing. There's two play calls that every Steeler fan wants to second-guess. A, Antonio Brown trick play, which is, you know, hey, we were driving so well. Why would we do that? Second right. is – why the hell would you call a drop play on third and five from the goal line? Which? Oh, yeah, I hated that call. Okay, and I know a lot of people hated this call. And Until it works. I didn't hate it at the time. I really didn't hate it at the time. You know, Listen, I fessed up. When I've hated a call that's worked, I fessed up and said it. Okay? I hate that call. Even if it worked, I still hate that call. I hate that call, and I love running the ball, but I hate that call. I just thought, I just thought look, here's a running back that's been you know, just eating him up. 127 yards on the day, right? Why not give him the ball there? Why not? Ooh. I don't know. You got Ben. Who are you throwing to? Who are you throwing to on the goal line? Antonio. I mean, I Squeeze would. it in. The only way you're going to get Antonio, to me, the only way you're going to get Antonio is if you let – the play has to run long, right? It has to be one of those where, like, Antonio is making – like, finding that space in the defense and then fitting it in there. Like, it, like it you tell Ben. Yeah, you tell Ben, go run around with a yeah. chicken like your head cut off. Right. And then, can't they design for Ben a – like a – like a rollout, but a draw rollout. So, like, you kind of stand in the pocket for a little while. Everybody knows he's going to roll out. But he doesn't roll out for a little while. You kind of give the play a minute to that develop ha- it. Oh, we ran that play. And then roll out. Oh, okay. You mean, okay, yeah. The, uh, like yeah, a delayed like, rollout. Yeah. 
So you remember that? Do you guys remember the play where he did roll out and then he flicked it to Heath? That was like a second yeah. down. Now that yeah. was before the pass interference. They got pass interference on third down, so we were able to get away with this one. This was like a second down call. They did a little flick to Heath. I didn't hate that call either. A lot, a lot of people. You know, I was watching with a bunch of fans. Oh yeah, it was like a shovel pass, shovel, but it wasn't shovel a shovel pass. pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was near the goal line. Near the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah and work. I like that one. Didn't work. That should have worked. It should have worked. Yeah. That should have worked, too. Don't put an asterisk next to that one. I don't know, man. <laughs> too many of these plays should have worked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you ask Kurt Warner and, uh, you know, what was it, Dick Vermeil, they're going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, You know, we kind of felt that way, too. A lot of our stuff, you know, you, it was working all year. All of a sudden, it wasn't working. So, okay. So, yeah. So, th- those were our goal line woes. I-, I mean, again, it's one of those things where this offense is like, Look, if Bell and Bryant are in, it's totally different. Even in those spots, we have a lot of more options. Um, it was just disappointing when it was twenty-one to eleven. You felt like, my God, if they make this game twenty-one to eighteen or what nineteen or whatever, I don't know. Did they go for two there? Because Tomlin feels like I feel like Tomlin would go for two every time. Yeah, in this game. and I was going to ask you that. I mean, when it was twenty-one to nine, and typically teams just kick the extra point in the past, they went for two. What'd you think of that? Making it twenty-one eleven. I loved it. I think uh, I, I said okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to kill anybody because. After the two missed field goals, if they went for the for the extra point, I mean that was like another long field. Yeah, goal. it's a field goal now. Okay, that's so true. That's why true. not just go for two? Your odds that are was way probably better. A factor. But I kind of liked, hey man, we're playing the Patriots. Let's just get all the damn points we can get when we can get them. Yeah. Well, which is I felt like it was your odds are behind. better to get the two than than to get, than to kick from the that's you know, risk. Yeah, the long extra point now. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about. I remember that during the game. I forgot about it now. Yeah, that was a factor. And we spread him out on that play and, and, and got it. Uh, I think that was a play from the shotgun, too. It was a Wheaton catch, but we, it was from the shotgun. So I don't like, I'm going to go back to what I said in the opening, that, uh, that the Patriots at the line now, they have everyone bunched up, right? Yep. And then uh, as, the play, as they're calling the play, uh, two tight ends spread out. What do we do? We put you know, two linebackers on them or maybe a linebacker and a safety. And the, the first one was the, the throw to the other tight end, the no-name uh, and uh, and he catches the ball and does Joe's favorite play. And Joe, I'll let you elaborate or uh, <laughs> uh, say something about this in a second. But he puts the ball over the goal line and it's a touchdown, right? But the second time, it was the same thing. They did the same thing, and we still put two defenders out there. And this time, it was Terrence Garvin, and he's trying to cover Gronk. Why, I don't understand when we do that. Why don't we put a third guy out there, like a safety over the top? I mean, are we, are we really outnumbered with the other nine guys at the line of scrimmage? We can't put a third guy over there? Yeah, I... I don't know. Those were frustrating plays. I've seen, you know, it's problem, the problem for me with those plays is it's like our goal line defense was bad when we were a good defense. So now that we're a bad defense, like, I just figure if you're on the goal line, just, just put seven up. Like, it's fine. You got it. But I agree with you, Mike. It, it seems like you should be able to play those a little with a little more I mean, uh, I, I, strategy. I can see being surprised. The, right. But I can see being surprised the first time. But the second time, and you do the same thing. I mean, that's, that's poor coaching, I think. Or it's being uh, stubborn. It's like, okay, you know, our defense should work. So guys go up there and do it. And they Uh-oh, we got Robot coming back. Mike, you're, you're, uh, you're becoming Joe the Robot. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you know, if, you run, you're running, if you're running the same, if you're running the same, like, if it's the same assignments, right, if it's the first time, what's going to happen this time? What's going to be different this time? Right, they kept running. The one thing about the Patriots, they kept running that pick play over and over and over and over and over again. They were killing us because our, you know, our, our defense doesn't know what to do against pick plays. Uh oh, 
Lost. I lost my entire crew. Alright, technical difficulties. All my crew back. Um, ignore the Skype sounds in the background. We'll get them back. But it just, it, to me, it seems like in this game where it's, you know, hey, uh, don't run the same defensive call on the goal line as you ran the first time when you gave up the touchdown. Put someone else on Gronk this time or put someone else on the other backer, like different personnel, something, something different. But, you know, they, they kept running that pick play. They kept running those those plays where, you know, they got the better matchups. Like, you know, give Belichick and Brady credit. They knew where in our defense to go to get yards. Um, and they kept doing it over and over again. Yes. Did I get, Mike, are you back? I am back. Okay. We're still waiting for uh, – Joe, are you back? I think Joe just said call him back. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm, I'm back. we got him back. All right. No technical yeah. difficulties. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the, the, the goal line defense is frustrating. I agree that it's frustrating. Um, but it's a person. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a personnel thing. It's a strategy thing. Like, we, I think we have a lot more – we have a lot of problems on defense. Goal line is one of them. I don't know if goal line is the worst of the problems, but it's frustrating. So then uh, what happens next? Oh, so, it's, uh, so now they, they go down, they get the touchdown, right? So it's 28 to 14. Um, Steelers couldn't get that. They had to kick the field goal to make it 21-14. You know, the Gronk goes down, gets it on the, the one with the fumble, and they immediately get it back in. So now it's 28-14, and from here, I mean, it's basically where we go three and out, then the Patriots go three and out. We get the ball back and throw an interception where Ben just heaved it deep, and it just seemed like desperation time at that point. And the game was pretty much over. Any other thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm thinking... Was, it was uh, okay. I think I think the the thing you can say about this game that I didn't think we were gonna be able to say going in is that uh, you take a play here, a play there, right? It's this is a really really close game, and and I especially think that given all the bad defensive things that happened, given given everything that happened in this game, take nothing away from what the Patriots did. If you just give us Bell and Bryant, is the score still twenty eight twenty one? Now, you know, you play this game three months from now, right? You play this game, or four months from now, whatever it would be, in, in, in January, um, and give us our full compliment. I'm not afraid of the New England Patriots. I'm still not afraid. I knew we were going to get blown out in this game. We didn't. We, we put up a, a showing that was, you know, respectable in, in, in a lot of respects. Um, I think you give us the full compliment, and this team, can, this team can beat the New England Patriots. They can and everything we thought about the offense going into the season is 100% true. The offense is going to be great. It's still going to be great. And when you add all the players back, it's going to be even better. Um, and defensively, like, I'm not completely disgusted by with what I, what I saw. Yeah, you know, just a, a, a quick recap of it. A lot of things didn't go our way in that game. And uh, it was the Patriots. And that's typical of playing the Patriots. And we left a lot of points on the field. And so... That's the part to be optimistic about. And just like you said, Le'Veon and, and Bryant didn't play, so we're going to be getting them back. And the last thing is, even going into this game, I said, you know what? The loser of this game is going to have the chip on their shoulder when they make it to the playoffs. And if they have to face each other in the playoffs, regardless of where it's at, the loser of this game in week one is going to be like, hey, you know, that wasn't the real S. You're going to get the real S today. So we will yep. see. Yep. Joe, any final thoughts? Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you guys. You know, it's a, it's an asterisk game. I tell you, <laughs> you don't really need to worry about it. It it, it, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. 
I think I think uh, part of the defense was as horrible as I thought it would be, um, and maybe even worse. The secondary is 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 probably worse than I thought it was going to be. But the rest of it, the linebackers. I mean, I was pretty down on the linebackers. They weren't as they were not uh, they were not they they were better than I thought they were going to be. We'll say it like that. And uh, and they got they did get pressure. So I'm I'm excited about that. Be and and I just want to see more now. I just want to see I want to see what happens. You know when they play a more um, you know, a less a less seasoned offense, um, and just see what, what how that defense fair you know carries itself. Um, and next week will be a next week they're home. Next week it's against the Forty ers um, who are lost at sea. Yes. Uh, so it's you know I, I, now this week uh, with New England I had no expectations. Honest to God, I didn't even want to watch the game. I've never been less excited about the start of a season than than this year. Um, but but I am excited to see next week's game now. I agree. You know, I, I agree. It's it's one of those things where it's like I want to see this team play again just so I can get. I just want to get more information about you know who who they are as a football team. It was interesting to watch. Um, you know, Ryan Shazier playing uh, at a high level. Um, Jarvis Jones getting pressure. I mean, hopefully those guys can stay healthy as we go. But uh, I thought they made big strides year over year. The kind of strides you want to see from those. You know, you want to see from first round picks. Um, and I think D'Angelo Williams, you know, can he do it again against San Francisco at home? Um, you know, just watching Antonio Brown play. Uh, well, you got to get a win next week, though. I think the thing, the thing about this team is, look, you, you didn't play as poorly as a lot of people thought you would against New England. In some respects, you did, and in a lot of respects, you didn't. Um, let's see if you can improve on some of those things in the secondary, especially against a bad quarterback in Kaepernick. Can you get some pressure on him? Can you get some sacks? Can defensively we get some turnovers? You know, I read a stat this week that it's, it's been uh, – let me read this stat – it's been since two thousand since week fourteen of two thousand and fourteen. Week fourteen of the twenty fourteen season is the last time a Steelers safety had an interception. That's seven hundred and twelve pass attempts since a Steelers safety had, a, had an interception. Kind of a crazy stat, um, but I think you know that that speaks to quality at sea. Um, and I'm not saying that we're going to get one against Kaepernick, but you want to see this team get turnovers. You want to see this team start to. It finds some confidence in itself defensively, especially against one of the worst teams. Um, and offensively, like, you know, don't leave points on the field this time, right? Let's start to figure out our red zone problem. Let's start to figure out how to finish drives. No, we don't have Bell. No, we don't have Bryant. But we can't use that excuse every single week. You can use it. Like, if it's the New England Patriots, it's opening day. It's in their house. They're celebrating the Super Bowl. Fine. But you're not your home. You're against a bad team. Like, I don't care. You got to finish. You're too good on offense. You got to finish. And that's where I am going to next week. Hey, I found one of my favorite stats for this past game, looking through the box score. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen this, uh, where it says fumbles, fumbles lost, fumbles recovered. So for Pittsburgh fumbles, it says no Pittsburgh fumbles. I don't think I've ever seen that. Maybe in the past it said zero, zero, zero for the stats. No, we, I mean, you know, we did, the thing about this game is the the way it got to 40 to 10 in my mind was that there were going to be turnovers. There were going to be. There are going to be three and outs. There's going to be a lot of easy possessions for New England. And with a defense that can't stop them anyway, it was just going to be too. But to our credit, man, I mean, you know, we moved the ball. And we didn't, we didn't turn the ball over until the end. It's 28 to 14, whatever. Yeah, he was forcing it. But I, I think that was a good point you made earlier in that um, by them moving the ball and even not getting points, it did prevent the Patriots from rolling up the score. Yeah. Helped the, I mean, it helped the defense. You know, you, that's one thing about this team that we, I didn't really consider coming into the season is how – because of how good our offense is, you know, the defense may not need to be great. 
right? If you're throwing up 30 points a game, you're taking teams out of it. You're, you're, you're up 14. You're up 20. You know, then teams are one-dimensional, and the, the defense can only it doesn't have to worry about your full complement of offense. It just has to worry about the one thing you're trying to do, which is throw the ball and score. Um, so when we're winning games and on a roll and the offense is really carrying the team, and you remember San Antonio's uh, – his statement was, that's how you be great. Remember that? Yep, yep. So our defense, we'll be walking off the field and be like, that's how you be average. <laughs> exactly. We're average, and that's, and that's good need. enough for this team. That's all we need. We just need, I just, you know, to me, the, the thing where if this defense turns a corner, if someone in the secondary's light bulb goes off, one of these guys, and I don't care who it is, it could be Mike Mitchell for all I care, just somebody's got to play better in the secondary. They got to know where they're supposed to be and may, be a playmaker. Be a William Gay type guy, right? Um, you can't yeah, just you can't just be William Gay and three scrubs out there every time. And, and it wouldn't hurt if they, you know, tackled the point of attack. <laughs> you know, just make the tackle. Just like Joe said, a lot of missed tackles. If they catch it, tackle them. Yeah, helps a lot. All right, so let's do uh, let's do score predictions for 49ers. I'll go first. I like the Steelers big. I think the Steelers bounce back. Um, especially since I'm going to be in attendance for this game, I'd like them to not start the season 0-2. I'm going to predict a huge Steeler win. I'm going with the classic Steeler country score, 31-10. I believe that's like the most predicted score on this podcast, but, but I like it for this one, 31-10. <clears throat> that's funny. That's true. That is probably the most predicted score. <laughs> Mike, what about you? How are you feeling about this game? Well, I, I definitely think the offense is going to – pick up where they left off as far as moving the ball. And in this, this time, I think they're going to figure it out and get in the end zone more often. I think Scobie's going to be better. I think that he's really going to be focused because I feel like he's got something to prove to the team that they can count on him. And um, as far as the defense, that kind of worries me because I don't know what, what we're really going to get from Kaepernick and the San Francisco offense with a new coach. And that part worries me a little bit, especially with our defense and Kaepernick running the ball also. So yeah. I think it's going to kind of be a high-scoring game. Obviously, I think the Steelers are going to win. I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 34-24. Ooh, wow. That's a lot of points to give up. Isn't yeah. 24 how many points we gave up last year in our home opener? We win that game 27-24. to 24. We've been with 30 Yeah, to that sounds familiar. 30-27, to 27, something like that. It was one of the two. And it was the Browns. It was a bad offense. So, you know, eh, you know it could happen. Joe, what about you? How are you feeling? Well, I, I, I kind of think the Steelers are going to win by a comfortable margin. Um, and I, I, I did I – actually, it's the one thing I thought about um, the San Francisco offense is Kaepernick. They may let him run, you know, run the ball a lot or let him scramble around and, and that. And um, he likes to do that. But I think, uh, I think that's one area where, um, you know, your scheme and how smart you are and all that, you know, how experienced you are, I mean um, – it doesn't. It doesn't matter as much. Um, so I think if he takes off, it's just going to come down to speed and athleticism, and and I think that's where maybe our maybe our super fast linebackers and all the speed on that defense will you know will keep that to a minimum. His runs may not you know may not damage us the way it did you know some of our other defenses like when we played Mike Vick way back in the day and uh, he's take off running and it's like okay you know we're not prepared for this. Um, and we don't have the athletes to yeah. you know to deal yeah. with it, uh, but we we do now. Um, and I, you know, you, you, our guys could catch him from behind. They could cut off his angles. Um, they could, you know, they can come from wherever they are on the field and stop him from from gaining a lot of yards and converting first downs and 
So I, I think they're going to struggle. Um, I think they're, like I said before, they're lost at sea um, without their coach. Um, and and uh, so I, I expect them to come east, and I expect the Steelers to get healthy on them. Uh, and I'm looking for like a 24 to 10 score. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think uh, this is one of those games where, yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. It's, it's the athleticism of the defense, you know, at times can be, you know, it's a blessing and a curse type thing like we saw this week um, where they, you know, Brady just eats us up. But with Kaepernick, I, I don't think, I, I just, you know, I don't think the youth and inexperience of this team is going to really come to, to bite it in this game just because, I, you know, they don't have, there's not a ton of weapons on, on the 49ers. You know, they, their, their big acquisition in the offseason was Torrey Smith from the Ravens um, who made an, an entire career out of the Joe Flacco pass interference call just because Flacco is so good at throwing that deep ball and, they get pass interference on half the plays. Kaepernick, on the other hand, you know, I'm not scared of him. Well, I think you know these are this is this is a big game for Steelers pass rush, right? You know, if there is a pass rush, if what we if the glimpses that we saw in New England were real, and I know they didn't get to Brady a bunch, but they were there, right? And if it were a worse quarterback, they would have gotten there. Does that carry over again? Is that was that just a matchup thing? We matched up well against the the Patriots line, or and against Brady. Um, or, you know, can we, can we do this every week? Is, is Jarvis Jones going to be a real pass rusher? Is, is Bud Dupree going to be a real pass rusher? By the way, how do you guys feel about the, uh, you know, the, the catchphrase for, for Bud Dupree, this Bud's for you, every time he gets a sack? Kind of, after that first, uh, that first sack, I try to think of a good Bud Dupree thing. Yeah, I think it's good. It's pretty obvious, but (laughs) it's, it's good. I like it. And by the way, he was, he was credited with the sack. I don't know if it was that play. Oh, was he credited with a sack? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were going to give him a sack on that play because uh, Brady got so close to the line of scrimmage. Good. Glad. This bud's for you. I kind of like. I, I think we need something for Scoby. You know, it's definitely Scoby Doo. I'm not. I'm sure the Jag fans called him that. Yeah. Scoby well, Scoby Doo. Well, he was Scoby Don't in this one. Yeah, I kind of. I said it's time to put him back in the mystery machine after his second <laughs> miss, but he had a rough. He had a rough go of it. I, I'm glad to see that. You know, we're not going to change kickers again, though. I think. We've already changed kickers twice, not not out of not out of uh, not because of necessity, right? Both guys got hurt, so um, needed to see you know need to see some consistency at the kicker, and, and fortunately he missed twice. But let's see him let's see him kick one more time before we just throw him out, get a new guy. Uh, okay, one other thing I want to ask you guys about Dre Archer because uh, here's uh, here was a game in which you would you feel like if there's if Dre Archer is going to have a game where he could feature in the offense. It would be a game in which there's no Bryant, no Bell, right? Then, then, okay, well, now there's time for some Archer. And Archer, I believe, had three offensive snaps. So, and his kick return, eh, I, I, I don't know. How are we feeling about Dre Archer? Dre Archer experiment nearing its end? I, 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 they're not experimenting with him. I don't know, I don't know why they have him. Not, they don't use him. So, I, I don't know. I don't, you, know I, you can't really call it an experiment if you don't try anything. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I... I was going to mix these two uh, chemicals up, but I never did it. And here's the results of my experiment. <laughs> right? I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's too bad. It just seems like that um, they're down on them for some reason if they're not calling plays for them, especially just like you said. I mean, there was, you know, we're trying to use Hayward Bay as a third wide receiver, and he's getting a lot of, he's on the field a lot. And yeah. it seems like you could have mixed it up with Archer in there in some ways. Or at least do the jet sweep. 
on every play and fake it to him every play. I mean, that at least makes the defense think a little bit, right? Right. Yeah, so, just put him on the field, even if you're not going to use him. Right. Put him on the field. Make Tyler Murphy. Think about him. Tyler Murphy, the preseason wonder from this year, who actually made the team because of Bryant's suspension had a catch at, at yeah. playing time. Yeah, I like I like seeing him on the field. Yeah, I, I just think I think that speaks to where Driarte is in the coaching staff's mind. I think I think we're we have to we have to have. Well, it. then the coaching staff remains the most disappointing part of the team this year in that respect. <laughs> well, with respect to Driarte, but again, I don't know if I can put it on the coaching staff. Look, they've identified a lot of talent on this offense. If they if if the coaches have is telling me, look, Archer's speed ain't going to cut it because of whatever other reasons. I guess I'm inclined to believe the coaching staff. As disappointing as it is, because you you know, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be the offense. If you remember what we said last year, was he was he was supposed to be the Martavis Bryant of the offense, right? He was the next guy who came in who you just couldn't account for. Uh, he didn't end up being that. Luckily, Bryant did. So, remember how excited we were for Archer? I think after the one preseason game where he caught a short pass and went for like 50 yards. I think he got two of them in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, he, you know, and then it, it was the, it was, that was the first preseason game last year it was against the Giants, and then there was the Bills game last year where we were all excited about Shazier, because Shazier had the interception, and he had like 10 tackles or whatever. I'll say this about Shazier, though. Shazier turned out. Like, he, this game, I mean, he was all over the field. You know, he was hitting, the, the crazy thing about him is like, when he hits a hole, with a, when, if he hits the hole, he hits it so fast, he's there before the running back is, the running back can't even make a move. Although he did, Shazier, I'll say this about Shazier, he had a couple missed tackles in not like all good for Zazier, but mostly good. Good enough for me. That, that's a good point. I was just checking. He only had two tackles for losses, but it seemed like more than that. It seems like you're right. When he bursts into the backfield, and, he, and he's pretty solid. I mean, he makes tackles with his arms and, yeah. you know, the way you're supposed to tackle. Well, guy, he, he's one of the few guys in this defense who is not playing on their back foot, right? He is go, 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 go. Um, when, the, when the play snaps, he knows where he's going, and he gets there. Um, you know, he had two missed tackles. One was on a run where he hit the hole um, and the, the running back just kind of slipped off him. And then the other one was uh, the other one was uh, like early in the drive. They had like an 18-yard pass where both Timmons and or no, Jarvis and Shazier both missed tackles uh, on the running back. That running back, Deion Lewis, they have, you know, I don't know if it's just our defense or whatever, but he seems like, a, he seems like the next, you know, um, what was that guy's name? Kevin something. The running back that they had during all their Super Bowls. It was just a small little running back, just a nobody. But he was just a good Patriots guy because he would catch the ball, then he would run uh, and we'll miss. He seems like their next guy like that, which this is me off of the Patriots. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, this guy's Lewis does seem good. He seems Kevin, like that. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Falk. Falk. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Falk, yeah. Yep, Deion Lewis is their new Kevin Falk, which is unbelievable that they found another one. I know. All right, uh, anything else this week? Before we wrap this thing up, we recorded we recorded early this week because um, uh, I'm out of town all next week. So sorry, we did not do any NFL. We're not gonna be able to do any NFL around the NFL. We haven't even seen the uh, the games. Oh, here's a fun little thing we can do before we wrap up. Anybody got an upset special this week? We have an upset special we can throw out there. Uh, let me look at the games here real quick. I probably yeah. have one. There's uh there's some interesting games that I'm excited about this week. I don't. Actually, I actually asked for a, uh, an upset special, and I'm looking at the games now. I don't think I have one, but, but um, I guess there's if there's one, I guess I would say Bills over Colts. But I don't know if that's really an upset because Rex Ryan in his first game, like I guess it's an upset. 
You got, I mean, Ravens-Broncos is a good game. There can't be an upset in that game because it's so close. Lions-Chargers, again, same thing. Saints-Cardinals, same thing. Uh, Colts-Bills, is that's, I guess, one where you could have a, an upset. Packers-Bears? No, not that game. Yeah, not that Actually, game. that's going to be, that's my eliminator pick. So that probably will be the upset. I think I've lost my eliminator pick in week one the last three seasons in a row. God, if the Bears were to beat the Packers, that would be nuts. Yeah, there really isn't an upset special. Maybe Oakland over Cincinnati, but Ooh, I like that. I'm though. not picking. I'm not picking that. <laughs> oh, and here's another one. I mean, who, who's favorite in New Orleans at Arizona? Uh, Arizona by one. So it's. I mean, I could see. Uh, you know how the Saints sometimes they just can't do anything on offense. Yeah, yeah. And because the defense is just too physical for them, mm-hmm. that that game could get like that. Interesting. It's just not uh, week one. I don't know. There's a lot of upsets this week, actually. You know what I wanted to do? Well, there's some there's some stuff that could go. The Bills could beat the Colts. Bills could beat the Colts. Yeah. Uh, the Redskins could surprise the Dolphins. I I don't think so. The Rams could surprise the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's happened. So I don't even know why that you know that would be out of the running. Uh, Raiders could beat the Bengals. Raiders Bengals would be a great upset. I'd love to see that. Love to see that. Uh, but the one I'm going to go with, the one I'm going to go with is uh, Jaguars over the Panthers. Oh, I see. I was like, oh, this is an interesting pick, but then I remembered you're a Blake Bortles. Uh, because thing. Blake's got a breakout, right? right? And the Panthers, you know, come on, he could. They could do it again. You're right. You're right. And these are, you know, this is the matchup of the two uh, expansion teams that year, the 1990. Five season, I think they came in the league, uh, right? The Panthers yeah. and the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Yep. They came in the league together uh, in 1995, and they were, of course, they were given all this because of the Buck, because of the two previous franchises, the uh, Bucks and the Seahawks, oh. um, that were given no special dispensation whatsoever. Uh, they had horrible uh, starts to their franchise in terms of losing. Yeah, Jaguars uh, went the opposite, and so right? the. So they the league the league in its infinite wisdom compensated for that, but they they overcompensated and and ended up with these two teams made it to the championship. national championship games right yeah in both leagues in their second season could have had an all expansion Super Bowl in their second year yeah it would have I been mean, insane you know that that yeah so then so then uh, the Browns always being in the right place at the wrong time <laughs> uh, came next where they switched it back the other way. <laughs> Okay, hey, I have a fun game for us to play. Okay. I forgot about this. Okay, we're each going to pick two teams for the season, and uh, and whoever gets the most wins from those two teams wins this little game. Okay, and these are the teams you get to choose from, and we're going to do this, in, and we're going to draft the teams. Okay, Uh-oh, I like this. All right, so here's the teams that we get to choose from. We get uh, the Jets. Okay. The Browns. Okay. Uh, the Titans. Okay. Jaguars. Okay. I'm going to put the Texans in there. I write yeah, I know. Down. All right, so we got Titans, Jets, Browns. Sorry about my keyboard. It's obnoxiously loud. Titans, Jets, Browns. Uh, um, Raiders? Hey, I didn't get there yet. Uh, Raiders oh, will be in there. Yeah. Jaguars, Jaguars. Raiders. We just need two, Titans. right? So you need six? Yeah, we just need six total. You have but, no NFC teams in here. So No, no. Some are going to be left over. It's not just these teams. Okay. We're going we're gonna to pick six, and some aren't going to get gotcha, picked. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, let's see who else we want to put in here. Redskins. Ooh. And... We're looking for bad teams, right? What about the Bucks? Yeah, bad teams, yeah. 
Uh, what you say? Or are they yeah, Bucks. Sleeper? Yeah, Bucks. How about the? You want to do the Bears and the Vikings? Are those the, two well, good. The, 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 not I the like, Vikings. Not the Vikings. Bears, okay. Bucks, and maybe Niners or Niners. Rams. I think Niners. Well, Rams are good. You're looking for bad teams, right? You're looking for all the, yeah, the supposed yeah. bad teams. Interesting. Yeah, which team that we think is gonna have the bad teams? Who of you have the, the bad teams. In? I think you got them all. All right. So that's enough. So two. this is how we'll do it. Six. Okay. So we'll do a snake draft. So okay. we'll let Tony go first. Okay. If you want first. Sure. And then Joe, and then me, and then I go again, then Joe, then you. It works. Are you in on this, Joe? Yeah, if I can remember all these teams. I got them written down, so don't worry. I, can, I, I didn't remember them yeah. either. Just say one, and then we'll say yeah. if it's eligible or not. Okay. So I'm going first. I get first pick in the who's going to do well this year draft. Yeah, and the bad team. This is the first pick in who's going to be the good bad team. The good bad team draft. God. Uh, All right. Let me run down these teams, and I'll think about it. Titans I like because they're in a bad division. Jets are not. They're in a bad division for them. So They could be good. I actually don't hate the Jets, but their division is really tough. Browns? No, no. Jaguars? That's an interesting pick. And Joe, I might have to do that just to – sorry. Raiders? Their division is so tough. I have the Titans on here twice. I don't know why. Uh, Redskins. Ah, see, the Redskins are an interesting pick. Bears. Again, Bears are in too tough a division. Bucks. I can't pick Winston. He's just not good. And then 49ers, their division is, their division is insane. Oh, it's between... All right, my first pick's going to go to either the Titans or the Jaguars. I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, Joe. That one's very nice. <laughs> so Winston is starting for the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I, could, I was going to pick the Bucks, but now you're not. Bucks. Yeah, because uh, I think Lovey Lovey's going to do pretty good with them. Uh, and I saw them play a little bit, and they look they actually look okay. Uh, and then there's the the Titans. I ah, the Titans just don't do anything for me. They've got the other rookie though. See, they've got they've got Mariota. I'm going to feel mm. really dumb when the Jags have the worst record in football, and I pick them first in the Super Bowl. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you picked them first. I wasn't going to pick them first. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's good? I mean, yeah. All right, I'll take the, I'll take the Titans. I think Mike's probably going to want to take the Bucks anyway. All right. Okay, so then Mike, so, you have two. I have two picks then. All right. So I will pick, I will take the Bucks. Okay. And I think I'm going to take the Raiders along with the Bucks. Okay. All right. All right. So now we have Mike. All right. So Mike's picks are Bucks Raiders. Sorry about my keyboard again. Bucks Raiders. Joe is Titans so far. Tony has Jaguars. Okay. Uh, Joe, you. There are five teams left to choose from: Jets, Browns, Redskins, Bears, Forty Niners. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Ooh. Okay. So the then, Bears. Uh, yeah, because you know what? I think they're going to rebound a little bit from the misery that they had last year. I don't, actually, I mean, I don't even disagree. All right. All right. So my last pick, I can't pick the Browns because they're, you know, a quarterback there, you're basically, it's between uh, Josh McCown, who's terrible, and Johnny Football, who's also terrible. Um, they just have no offensive weapons. None. I can't do that pick. The Jets, I mean, you know, their quarterback is out for nine weeks because they got, he got punched in the face. So I can't do that either. So it's between the Redskins and the 49ers for me. I mean, the Redskins have a ton of offensive talent around quarterback. They have Deshaun Jackson. They have Pierre Garçon. They have Alfred Morris. 
They have everything you would want in an offense. They just need a quarterback. And they're also in a division where, I mean, I don't, I don't hate their division because it's like who in that division really scares you, right? The, everybody talks about the Eagles, but like then you start thinking about the team and you're like, wait, DeMarco Murray had 400 carries last year. Running backs who have 400 carries never do good the next year. Their quarterback is Sam Bradford, who cannot stay healthy. Um, you know, they have the curse of cutting Tebow, which I believe. And they cut Tebow, yeah. They, yeah. Have, they have the curse of cutting Tebow, which is a real thing. Uh, and then you then it's the, the cow, you know the Cowboys are good. I mean the Cowboys are probably still going to be good. But you're, and then the Giants, eh? All right, you know what? I talked myself into the Redskins. Redskins, it is. Wow, the Redskins. Yeah. All right. I think I put the Redskins for two wins this season. Really? I mean, I, probably you're probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong. But all right. So then that leaves. So the team, teams we left out, the teams that you know we're all going to feel stupid when one of them does well, <laughs> is Jets, Browns, 49ers. So yeah, I don't think we got anything to worry about there. All right, let me ask you this: Do you think any of us? I'm pick, not worried. That, did, any, did any of us pick a playoff team? Like, is, does any of our six teams? Does any of you even make the playoffs? Um, I mean, well, maybe the like the you know the Titans. The Titans, if they really come the, on, and the and the Colts depends on those quarterbacks, you know, or the Bucks, or yeah, I think the, I guess Chicago could. I mean, if if Cutler really comes on, uh, the Jags maybe, you know. Blake Bortles has some weapons now. The problem, in, the problem for me is like in every one of these divisions that I that we're talking about, like the Bucks divisions, like I like someone else in that division to be the team that yeah. comes on, you know, right, or to be the wild card team, be the yeah. wild card team, yeah. Like I really like the Falcons to make a bounce back this year without their crappy coach. I like, uh, you know, I like the Vikings to make a run in the NFC North. Um, I guess, I guess I don't hate my Redskins pick. I'm not going to the playoffs here though, unless unless this kid. Uh, Whatever the, the Michigan State kid, Kirk really Cousins. Good. Kirk Cousins, unless he's really good. Although I'm doing, fa- I have about 19 FanDuel teams this week, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, and I have the Miami defense in every single one of them. Every single one I have. My yeah, team. I have. I do have them also. So the other defense I was picking was Seattle, spending the money on them, and I think that's it. Maybe Green Bay's. Yeah, Green Bay's. Considered them. So this is an interesting week because every single favorite it seems like is on the road, or like the teams know. that you know you, the teams you really expect to win are on the road. Yeah. So it, I, it, I this could be a weird week where a lot of teams do poorly because road teams don't you know you don't have a you don't have weeks where nine road teams win it just doesn't happen. So should be interesting. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I think we're we're like gonna weirdly approach two hours. I thought we weren't even gonna hit an hour at one point during this podcast. And now oh no, actually we're only at an hour twenty. Wow, it's way shorter than I thought. All right. All right, let's wrap it up. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website, the new website, new and improved, relaunched, SteelerCountry.net. Soon to be, uh, and I don't know when this transfer is going to take place, but it will, our domain will change. Uh, you can still go to SteelerCountry.net and it'll redirect it to the new one. But uh, SteelerCountryPodcast.com, how about that? We got rid of the .net. We upgraded to a .com. SteelerCountryPodcast.com, coming soon. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Steeler Country Podcast. Twitter is twitter.com slash Steeler Country. I think that's – oh, youtube.com. You can find us on there. We do the video podcasts on there. All these, all these podcasts are archived on video. Um, subscribe to us on there. See you next week.